This week, we discuss a childhood classic, Steven Spielberg's Hook. Joining us this week, we have... Kevin. And Liz. I'm Matt. I'm Chad, and you're locked into episode 119 of We Used to Talk About This at Work. So as we said in the intro, you know, we're welcoming Liz back. This is your third go around with us. How are you feeling tonight, miss? I feel fantastic. I'm pretty happy to be here for this one tonight. I'm so happy <laughs> to hear that. Um, you are the reason why we're doing this. Um, I may have cut when we were talking about this, but um, you brought a guest along with you. Who who's who, Who's making their show introduction this week? This would be my hubby. Kevin. Hello. I'm Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't speak for Matt, but um, we know each other, Kevin, because we used to work together. Yeah. You used to teach me. <laughs> I did. I did. You know, so it's been a minute since we've had like actual former co-workers on, right, Matt? Right. Yeah. Not like not well, like no. people, not like people that worked in the building, but like people that actually worked with us. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's been a minute for that. Yeah, because you know, in older uh, previous episodes, I'd be like, oh yes, I I trained this person and blah, 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 blah. But you know, we we really gotten away from that. <laughs> I mean, how yeah. we just took those people though, and they stay with us for a long, long time. They do, they do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, um yeah i remember like it was yesterday you know liz was like hey um uh, my husband you know you weren't married at the time hey my partner is uh gonna be coming to your training team and i just want you to look out for him and i was like no he can, he can, swim, with the, he can swim with the sharks himself and then i met him you know we had some good conversations so i was like this dude is pretty solid all right i got you dude i got you <laughs> He's okay once you get to know him. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, how has, you know, how have things been, you know, since I vacated, you know, or um, you're fucking kicking names and talking, how's it go? Taking names and kicking ass. What what is the expression I'm trying to say? I mean, something like that. Yeah, sure. Right. (laughs) I'm kind of new blood, you know, I'm there. Everybody who, you know, the group used to be is gone now. And I'm kind of, Seeing the last stragglers behind, you know. Yeah, it's I got a lot, lot of a lot of turn. It's a weird environment because I used to come over and see them all with her, you know, when we were dating. And uh, yeah, they've all since scattered. No, and that's kind of like the conversation I have with people where they're like, "Would you ever go back to that place you used to work?" And I'm like, "No, be well, maybe." But no, because like a big part of it was like the people, like it was like, oh man, I'm coming over to visit Liz and we're going to BS and talk about whatever, or I'm going to Matt's desk and or actually inverse, Matt would come to my office and who knows what kind of crazy stuff we'd be talking about. But it's just I'm like in the same area too as you guys, which is even weirder. Like that's wild. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, there's still a lot of fun, you know, familiar faces and it's still a good good place to be you'd be welcome back you know just just like <laughs> I, I feel like i would go there and i would have to look for and why to find like a cluster of people i knew yeah it mm-hmm. it doesn't sound like where we came from anymore right it, and it totally and, changed and I'm, I'm just you know 
just to just to continue speaking vaguely the part of that is because of like everything that happened in 2020 with the world so that's kind of part of the reason why it's not the same as it was before that's that's what i'm alluding to i'm not alluding to anything crazy or malicious but i even think a little bit is just the aspect of we're not in our 20s anymore fair fair because we grew up there more or less more or less i mean like i started when i was 19 i was 25 and i didn't have a kid when i worked there i didn't have the kid at first okay so i was 33 yeah <laughs> Okay, so you're if I showed back up, I'd be like, they'll just let anybody be in charge. But um so good ones left. (laughs) On the on the the topic of parenting, um, how is parenting? Because both of you all's children are teens now, right? Yes, they turned 13 and a couple months ago. Okay, so how is that teenagers? Like, do you feel old? Yeah. I felt old when they were adolescent. I I really feel like that official shift happened this year. Like when I could say the phrase, I have teenagers. I was like, okay, I'm the age my dad was when he had me. But at mm-hmm. the same time now I have teenagers. Same. Right, right. And it's like, we were both the youngest of three. Yeah. And there's a gap between us and the sibling like that's older than us. So we have the same kind of dynamic with that but it's mm-hmm. it's weird and they're angsty and they eat a lot and they have nocturnal hours and <laughs> nocturnal hours is real they're still up when i'm waking up for work yeah but so... it's summer vacation i'll allow it right now <laughs> yeah how does that work during the school year uh it does uh, yeah it doesn't work we we shut stuff down when we go to bed mm-hmm. so, so much so many times in a row before they just pass out from exhaustion and have to get back on a decent schedule (laughs) it'll it'll work itself out yeah my son be 13 next year so but like you said the biggest thing is how much they eat and like i saw i saw this uh thing on 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 twitter and i printed off it's uh it's a sign that says summer break don't mean eat all day kitchen closed use your school stomach so i had to let them know I've seen that one. We had to start like shopping at Sam's regularly (laughs) to keep these kids packed up. And my son still just looks like a little string bean walking around. I mean, isn't that good form um, even for like a family of four such as yourself? So far for us, it's been more beneficial to shop at sam's that way because we have stuff less and you're able to divide into more meals and you can schedule more meals because you have it on hand i mean even living by yourself it's beneficial i mean it yeah for stuff like toilet paper and paper towels like it's worth going every once in a while well my thing like if you lived by yourself the bigger issue with that would be space yeah. So like if you live by yourself, you have a smaller space. So it makes no sense yeah. to have like, you know, um, 50 cans of soup. Right. <laughs> but if you have like a closet or a pantry that you can use mm-hmm. for space, it's beneficial. Okay. Um, so you guys also took a big family trip as not just a family of four, but a family of how many? Uh, 
15. I can't even remember. I don't want to do that. <laughs> we need, we need a photo to count the people. <laughs> yeah, it's in the teens. <laughs> it is. It's it's a lot of us. It's a my all of my direct family, almost. Mm -hmm. So two two aunts, a cousin, my brother and his wife and their daughter, my mom and dad. Us, us four. <laughs> I think that's it. Yeah. Where did you go? We went to uh, Disney World for a week. Oh, okay. Uh, we go. Uh, it's kind of a family tradition, as spoiled as that is. Um, <laughs> we go about every five years. Uh, my mom and dad renewed their vows, their twenty-fifth anniversary vows this year down there. That's awesome. Uh, they, did they do the it at, uh, stay at? Oh, okay. I thought they did it like at the castle no. and, and Mickey was presiding and stuff. No, it, <laughs> it was just us and we dressed in like a family appropriate colors. We were all color assigned Hawaiian shirts yeah. because it's the Polynesian. They had the ears that were uh, bride and groom. Yeah. <laughs> so it was it was probably the most fun trip that I've gone on so far. And I've gone, like I say, every five or six years since I was about five years old. This was my second one. And I thought the last one was going to be hard to top because the kids were so young and yeah. adorable. And this time they're little gremlins. They're older and horrible. <laughs> and they and they and they it really awesome. want stuff now. Yeah. Yeah. So what kind of stuff did you guys get into at Disney? Um, well, start. <laughs> yeah, we break. Okay. Out. Okay. Well, let, okay. Ooh. Did you guys, did you guys stay on property the whole time or did you like go yeah. to Universal or go to the beach or something? We, uh, no, we stayed on property the whole time. Okay. So every day was either, um, a different park, two parks or three parks. Yeah. There was one day we hit three parks. The Polynesian. And you've only gone to uh, Tokyo Disney, right, Matt? Yeah. Okay. So are you familiar with Epcot, the one where they have, like, the different countries, like the little? Talking to me? Yes. I'm talking to you to lead, in, to lead into what I'm going to ask them. Oh, uh, a little bit, yeah. So um, did you, so um, one of the big things about Epcot is something that they call drinking around the world, where you go mm -hmm. to each little country and you get like a drink of that nation and you try to, you try to make it around the circle. And a lot of times people like have to tap out like in the middle. Which is Japan. How many is there? I was going to say. Yeah. Is it 13 countries? Yeah, 12 or 13. Wow. It's, it's, it's like a and it's just one it's just one drink yeah so it's like a drink from each country so like you go to mexico and you get a margarita yeah and then like when you get to japan you get sake so you're mixing all these drinks too on your, uh, in your yeah, stomach yeah. right right okay I do what do they have for us i think they're round but budweiser oh uh, 11 <laughs> countries 11. Mm -hmm. But uh, so did you guys drink around the world? 
No. No. Oh, come on. You can't go to you can't go to Disney and not do that. <laughs> two well, countries and I'm out. <laughs> we don't really drink either. So we probably okay. would have been done at like country two. We had kids. <laughs> That's oh yeah, but you had we, all those other family members. You could have just been like, hey, um, y'all be good. We going to Epcot. We were the cool family members though that the kids wanted to be with most of the time. <laughs> oh. Well, they wanted to be doing something. <laughs> Damn cool people. <laughs> yeah, we're the weird aunt and uncle for my niece. So we got that. Oh, I had a blast. So I, I want him to be there. I he know. actually <laughs> did a really cool thing to get the kids engaged. Um, oh, yeah, that's probably yeah, in Epcot. We, we went to Japan and picked out a bunch of candy and mm. uh, treats and stuff and mm. brought them back to eat them. Well, not that one, but you did uh, the photo contest where you'd pick your favorite picture every day from the oh, kids. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I had him take pictures every day and I bribed him with fake money and Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> they took tons of pictures, like hundreds of pictures, and they'd send them to me every day. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, you want, I'll give you a thousand gold or something or a wondrous item. Money, you know, imaginary money. <laughs> All right. All right. So before we leave this topic, I want you guys to tell me first, you list, then Kevin. Um, best thing from the trip and least le- less best thing from the trip i don't want to say worst so you're high and you're low and you, you know liz high kevin high you know and then back and forth ping pong that shit and don't and don't be like oh it was just so nice to have the family together don't fucking do that oh, oh no no, no. Oh, no i no, won't no, no. i gotta go <laughs> um mine is really general though yeah and they're both kind of yeah um we got to do a vip day tour um for the animal kingdom the magic kingdom and star wars and the hollywood studios okay um so we got to cut the line for like the avatar Oh my god, Flight of Passage is sick as shit. It's amazing. Yes. It was incredible. That um, was my favorite ride until I rode Rise of the Resistance. And then we got yeah. to cut the line on that one yeah. and go on that one. And <laughs> give us a little, you know, hints and tidbits about everything. And that's how we were able to go back to the Magic Kingdom and ride Tron. Oh, that's out. I forgot that's out now. How how that shit looks sick as fuck. It's amazing. I saw somebody get sick as fuck on that ride. <laughs> 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 um, the pictures are incredible. My brother has like this ridiculous skill with photography. Even mm-hmm. if it's just a camera phone, he can make stuff look like they're million dollar shots. Okay. So he did not ride the rides. I'm the sacrificial lamb with roller coasters and I ride with the kids and um dad went on that one too didn't he yeah, yeah and i did my not dad. get on that thing <laughs> thing would lunge me into the future it's so fucking fast <laughs> <laughs> so it's us and, the kids, and my brother was down below us and the track runs over top and he was able to get these like amazing shots of us going by but you can literally see like our faces just <gasps> it, it was so fast and so quick but it wasn't <laughs> um knocky it was very oh it was okay it was it was smooth okay Mm. Mm. like you knew you were going fast but because you could feel it in your chest not because of like vibrations and stuff Mm -hmm. it was that was 
hands down one of the coolest roller coasters I've ever been on. Um, did you guys ride uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind? No, because we heard that was spinny. That is the only types of rides I can't do are spinny. <laughs> okay. All right. So, Kevin, what was your, what was your high? I liked... The walks were nice. I was just getting ready to say, they had this thing at the Polynesian called the Dole Whip. Yes, and, yes, oh, yes, yes. boy. I would eat one of those while ever, the kids just ran around. And, yeah, and they were they were all right. I don't drink that much, so one would do me just fine. Two would eat even. Um, have you uh, have you guys gone to that? Um, it's like a fast food type place called Hawaiian Brothers. Yes, and I mm. saw that they have them on the menu. That's that's what I was getting at. Yeah. Have you what tried it? Uh, yes. Are they as good? Oh, what am I thinking? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Sick as sick as fuck. Yeah, we yes. know the Avatar ride, and you, they sit you in front of the screen. That's what we were talking about. Yeah, well, that was my. So so not so not you know lovely walks on the beach with my wife enjoying a nice (laughs) no fuck her fuck her man Avatar that's where it's at I gotta agree that ride was pretty awesome it's insane man like Matt you're like you're 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 basically sitting in front of a screen like you got the 3D visor on and you know that you're you're just on a thing looking at a fucking screen but when that shit starts to dip you like I'm about to fucking die. Yeah. yeah, man. I need to hang So you feel like you're riding a little thing? Like one of those pterodactyl things. Like you're you're like not you're not that high off the ground. You're but like, like the, the way it moves and then there's like wind blowing in your face, it actually feels like you're like in the air, like on the back of like a pterodactyl thing. And they do it's, like the okay. soaring. Mm-hmm. If you if uh did you ever do the soaring ride that's at Epcot? yes they did like that where like they have all the smells and you get the mist Mm -hmm. and like all the movement it was they did that so well (laughs) okay okay really just you know mentally that that's 3d at its best Mm -hmm. okay all right so now now let's um, take those gloves out let's let's talk about those lows um well, obviously, with a family of 15 of multiple <laughs> generations, there are going to come points of tension. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> voices got raised a couple times, but not as bad as I would have expected. I think the lowest low we had was the boys have officially hit the age where if their feet hurt, they got to deal with it. And what we got to get out of the park. So, oh, like they gotta, they gotta yeah. like ice them or something. Well, no, no, no. Like you know, when you're out at an amusement park all day and you're getting tired at the end of the day, but you're all the way on the end of the park, mm-hmm. and you still have to make it back to the shuttle. So <laughs> we got to learn that with, um, with our youngest in the pouring rain. Oh, oh wow! Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, is good for like a random rainstorm. Oh yeah, and they were like torrential downpours this year but like we haven't gone to any amusement park things since the kids were uh it was like seven years ago so yeah they were like eight or nine 16 we could carry them still if they yeah got to that point so now it's like 
we gotta yeah, we gotta make it to the carrying these, these yeah. ts buddy ts it's, yeah it's like babe we we gotta make it to the train i'm sorry for you babe i know they hurt we'll take care of them later but right now we gotta get there i can't get you. <laughs> so that reminds me so since they don't do the magic express anymore how did you guys get from the airport to the hotel we are from the midwest chad and we drive yeah drove from from yeah drove from <laughs> Yeah, I drove. What's that like? Twelve. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm sure it wasn't straight through, but like what, twelve hours. hours. Eighteen hours. We we stopped halfway. Um, At, but Atlanta. Yeah, Georgia. close to it. Yeah. Um, we try to get past Atlanta every time just because of how the traffic gets congested. Okay. Um, but yeah, so every vacation I take to Florida. That's yeah, just right after Atlanta. Is driven, Chad. Oh. Oh no, girl! What are what are you doing, girl? <laughs> so okay, whose whose car were you guys in? Um, normally either my dad will give us his um caravan. Okay, so that's what I was getting at. Cause like I know you have like a, I know you have a car, right? I have a little little bitty car. Yeah, cause I like I know you have a car, and I was like, I don't know how that's gonna work. He's got a Grand Cherokee. That's the family car. Kevin or your dad? Kevin. Okay, so yeah, that works. Yeah. But I'm like, I know y'all didn't ride it in Liz's car. That's what I was getting at. Oh, we no. have Space. taken that one to Chicago. It's <laughs> yeah. not that bad. The four of us. That I mean, that's fine. That's like, you know, like four or five-ish hours. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this excursion you all did in your, <laughs> in your in your in your in your car, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, no. No, no. And the minivan even gets a little tight sometimes. A lot of yeah. drama. <laughs> yeah, yeah, lots of that. All right, Kevin, you uh since I already brought it up, you cannot bring up the travel as a low. <laughs> no, I got a low. And it was the it, I mean it worked out in our favor when we got back, but the lack of merchandise down there. What do you mean? Was like we went into multiple weeks, we saved up money for this trip. Okay. We wanted because of all last time we went, you know, they had toy shops and everything else and all yeah. this horrible memorabilia, shirts, you name it. And I went down there with some money to spend and every store we went in had the same thing as the last store oh and okay there was an entire wall that was just like this one little disney princess thing which i remember before had this whole list of you know yeah action figures and lego sets and you know i went to uh disneyland last year and i i do feel like some of the merchandising was lacking but i didn't really think much of it because i was already pissing away a lot of money but you know just looking around the stores i'm like yeah that is yeah i'm with you on that well and i noticed that too whenever we were at galaxy's edge because i had saved up to be able to you know build a build a lightsaber like an adult and um, hey hey same 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 but when i got there like the old hilts they used to have they didn't have anymore they just had like three standard ones and then the rest of it was all like preschool material yeah yeah they they cut been cutting back yeah i knew i went down i wanted a new wardrobe i wanted t-shirts i thought you was like when you said wardrobe i thought you was like i was trying to buy some jedi robes like what's good (laughs) i I wouldn't put it past me (laughs) (laughs) i would have bought jedi some rebel wear you know but no, yeah, like, so I didn't get a lightsaber or anything like I had planned either. Like, a lot of stuff that we had prepared for financially, because last time we were like, man, I want this, I want this, I want this. Mm-hmm. We just, this year, it was kind of like, well, 
no i'm all right yeah we bought a tv instead <laughs> hey <laughs> hey that's gonna that's gonna last you longer and you're gonna use it more yep i mean i can't tell you how often i don't use that lightsaber i bought i spent a million fucking dollars on it but i still want it I made a TikTok and then I, I, I had my daughter use it for uh, May the 4th and it's been in my closet ever since. Yeah, but that video was really cute. It looked good on the wall behind you there. Mm, what's behind me? Oh, it would. Okay, I, no, oh, okay. I was like, wait. It's, it, <laughs> it would, it would. Um, so uh, shifting gears, since you guys have a new TV, um, first off, how big? 77 because oh, 85 Ooh. was significantly more of a jump than like yeah 65 to 77 yeah. oled b series i think so yeah uh, but, uh we're brand lg okay i see you um so what have you guys been watching on that big tv uh the first thing we watched was avatar 2 oh my god it's beautiful it's beautiful uh-huh I'm not man on. i'll let you take over this part of the conversation <laughs> I just, that was just the first thing that we made sure to watch because yeah. we didn't see it in theaters yeah. that movie's just too long it doesn't need to be that long it wasn't yeah. meant for the theater <laughs> even though it was meant for the theater i not, not right. me <laughs> i mean yeah. you need yeah, all that the three the 3d is amazing until you've been looking at it for too long and you can tell it's not real yeah yeah I can, I, I can 100% get that. It's kind of like um, the the Man of Steel issue where there's just 10 minutes too long over here, five minutes too long mm -hmm. over here, and it just over time adds up to where I don't need to know the different shades of the grass and the sunlight and how it blows. <laughs> right. <laughs> did you guys uh, catch Guardians of the Galaxy on that thing? Yes. Yes, we did. So what were your thoughts on that? The most recent Marvel MCU film. Going into it, knowing it was the last one made it pretty special. I don't know. That one, when it first came out, was my son. He was about the age when he started really liking the colorful movies, Marvel and all of them. So that one kind of hit close. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's I love the, the whole trilogy of them and even the little in-betweens, you know, the Christmas special. I really wasn't personally feeling the Christmas special, but um, I really don't couldn't remember much from that. We, we watched that. Goofy. Yeah, it was good. Um, uh, Kevin Bacon and Mantis is oh, yeah, yeah. Peter's sister. That's that was, those are your takeaways. Yep. Yeah. This one was like a little sadder yeah. than the other ones. Yeah. Oh, Rocket's background and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. They was like, look, we are going to make you cry. Like, we don't. Yeah. Oh, we're yeah. Gonna breathe. Just, so the uh, satisfaction of, you know, well, I don't want to kind of do spoilers here. Or, yeah. 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 Satisfaction just, of, yeah. just that the enemy getting just torn to pieces. At the yes. It <laughs> was yes. very well, well done. I thought they, I thought they showed what they had to show well. Mm -hmm. Like, um, robot animal hybrids are oh, yes. not like sweet cuddly little yeah. things that you would genuinely feel empathy for but they like usually um, portrayed as like something you should fear yeah and so even though they exactly look like that i think that they portray are they they brought that point across well 
because I fully was expecting the kids to have a breakdown at that moment. When I realized what was going on, I was not prepared as a mom for that scene. <laughs> and yeah, how they did it made it bearable to watch, I think. Yeah. All right. And then um, you're also telling me that um, you guys are doing a big Doctor Who rewatch for yourselves, but also introducing it to your children. Yes. And um, at, so how far along have you gotten so far? We were almost done with season one. We're about to scratch the iceberg. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, still in Ecclestein, but we're near the end of Ecclestein. All right, and so how are they vibing with it since this is something that's what? They love it. 15, yeah, shockingly well. 16 years well. old. Yeah. Um, they really get into the cheesy humor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the episode with the aliens <clears throat> in the suits that farted constantly, they laughed. The, oh, that, that was a season one episode? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I, I think they come back, but. They do, yeah, they do yeah. come back, yeah. But like that season one when they dip and they fart all their excess gas, like the boys were just they it was the funniest thing in the world. Yeah. That can't Farts. be the last Dalek. This is Doctor Who. They're known for yeah. Daleks. Like <laughs> we gotta watch it. <laughs> we got to the episode where they, you know, discover the Dalek that's in the museum and like one of them was like, no, I know that. I can't know that if it's only in one episode. Like they were throwing laughs. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, so using their big brains. Yeah, they're getting there, <laughs> and they're they're fully hooked in. I think mm-hmm. now because they start to ask questions about how things can work, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, you have to watch because they will explain it, but you have to watch, hun. It's a wholesome show that teaches them too that they can use words and not just the yeah, 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 yeah. That there's a lot of other ways to handle things. Mm-hmm. I feel like that. I mean, doc- how many seasons is it of Doctor Who? um so there's two uh i don't want to say versions so classic and reboot yeah so classic Mm -hmm. that went for 20 something seasons and then new who i think this is we're about to go into season 13 or 14 maybe it's going off the top of my head um he would have been ninth doctor right eccleston Mm -hmm. yeah there are 39 seasons total wow between the two shows um so i feel like doctor who is a show at this point where you shouldn't you at matt matt doctor who's not a show where you should be like i'm going to watch this it should be a show that you watch with somebody that has watched it before i feel like um because like the way that your kids are watching the show that's how i got into the show and I can have like the back and forth commentary and it's like there's stuff in the new who that references classic who as well and it's like all sorts of like weird fucking references to other shit you know so there's a lot going on in the show yeah and there's a lot Mm of a to b to c to d yeah points that will connect like seasons and doctors away yeah oh so you you need somebody to like navigate you and hold your hand because yeah. it it can be a lot. But I, I was the same way. Like I got shown one episode and then I wanted to see more, but I had to watch all of them with my best friend at the time. And then when we started dating, 
we had the agreement that I would watch all of Lost and he would watch all of Doctor Who to that point, which um, it wasn't think, as many seasons <laughs> at, at the time. It feels just as long sometimes. Though. <laughs> and, well, and then now we're spreading it to our children. Yes, yes. So, yes doc, Doctor Who, not Lost. Not well, yeah, um, good luck on that journey. You guys got a lot of episodes, but uh, I'm a little jealous, but also not because it's like there's a lot of good episodes, but then it's just like it's it's time. It's a lot of not time. Yeah. yeah. But I'm I'm really looking forward to um, the latest, the next special, you know, with the yeah. doctor that's going to be doing some stuff. Not the new doctor, but the, the doctor that's going to be in these. Yeah. 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 So I'm looking forward to that. Um, do you guys know if they announced a release date? I haven't seen it yet. So that's going to be interesting and fun. And um, the companion in those stories are, for me, that doctor's favorite companion. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how it all shakes out. Um, Matt, you are collecting anime figures? Well, I already have, you know, little things like pops and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, in, in Japan, they got a lot of um, crane machines where you can get anime figures and stuff. But last weekend, we went out and we went to a basically it's like a Goodwill type place in Japan. And it's so many figures and everything else like that. I felt like a kid in a candy store. So, Chad, you know, my favorite anime One is. Piece. One Piece. Yeah. Now, see, this it's is a piece. big one. And it, if you this I'm showing Monkey D. Luffy and if this was brand new, this would be like $60. I was able to get this in the box for only 2000 yen. $20, like $18, like $18 for this. So I was like, yeah, every weekend I'm going to go back to check what they got. They have the old um, Japanese version of the Super Nintendo hmm. still in the box. Like Famicom, Super Famicom. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I need to do some research to see if I can resell this and for some higher price and stuff like that. <laughs> so my plan is uh next weekend I'm about to go back and see what I can get. I'm just gonna collect all these different figures now. I'm about to just what you want for that 100 <laughs> percent once I hopefully it's still there and I'll go back and we can uh we can make so some deals. Basically, you're starting a, a, a new business. Yes, okay. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Okay. All right, well, good luck with that. And um Goodbye, Matt's paycheck. <laughs> Don't say that too loud. The wife is next to me. <laughs> that's why you, that's why we wear headphones when we record so that, you know. She don't hear this stuff. And, and I know she doesn't listen to the podcast, so we should be good. <laughs> let's, not, let's not talk about motherfuckers not listening to the pod. But, um, and also, you've been watching some stuff, Matt? Oh, yes. Uh, there's a new show, new movie on Netflix called They Clone Tyrone. And it stars um, Jamie Foxx, John Boyaga and Marvel. Oh, yeah. um, Tiana. T- oh, yes, yes. And it's basically about a. How do I want to describe it? It's a thriller comedy. I don't know if it's a dark comedy, a satire comedy. It's, I don't it, know. What the it it, it is those things. It's those things. Uh, it's basically they have to figure out a cons- not a conspiracy. It, yeah, it government conspiracy. Yeah. Yeah. Stop <laughs> doubting yourself, conspiracy. man. You 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 want you want to Matt? You want to start over? 
<laughs> nah, that's okay. We'll keep see they, they they know it's real. It's coming off the top of the dome. I didn't write this down. Okay. So basically, they have to discover a government conspiracy going on in their their town. And it gives vibes of uh sorry to bother you. Sorry to bother you, yeah. And like as little little things from like undercover brother. Uh I don't want to spoil it, but they the acting is good. Well, yes. And also, well, you haven't watched it, but I, I watched half it. of it. But yeah, don't spoil it. Right. So it's good. It's it's actually thriller, just comedy action. And like the acting's real good. Soundtrack was good. Visuals good. It's on Netflix. I gave it four out of five stars on Letterboxd. Hmm. It's a it's a good movie. So I've only was able to watch half of it. And um, I will say this, it doesn't feel like a Netflix original. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is, you know, Netflix will, Netflix is like a, I'm not saying that they, 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 their originals are like uh, a Tubi level, you know, mm-hmm. or a Crackle or whatever the shitty streaming services are with terrible movies. But like they don't, there's no real quality control, in my opinion, on a lot of their movies. Right. Well, in, in this one, hey, this is good. But like you watched it, what time does what time does this take place? So when they first started, I'm like, okay, this is the 70s. And then like there's a little kid talking to John Boyega about SpongeBob. And I'm like, what? And then they have cell phones, but they're flip phones. And so right. Like, and then they talk about Bitcoin in there. So I'm like, what year is this taking place in? I think they're I think perhaps. You know how like there's sometimes a disconnect between like different versions of a script mm-hmm. and like they'll they'll change some stuff, but then they won't then but then like some stuff gets overlooked and so it, mm-hmm. it carries over. So perhaps the original setting of this actually was in the 70s, but then another version of the script like was all like, no, we should have it, you know, more up to date so that more people connect with it or something. I feel like some directors just do that on purpose too because like Bates Motel did that mm-hmm. everything the cars were like 19 Major question everything yeah the cars were like 1950s the clothes were like the 70s but then they had iPhones <laughs> <laughs> like and they had modern TVs and stuff but then other stuff like it makes you feel uneasy yeah you know? I, I bet it, it's on purpose. it doesn't it doesn't sit right because they don't connect so yeah it makes mm. you on edge it's an alternate dimension okay man where you know (laughs) their technology isn't up to snuff but they got bitcoin and blockchain yeah right totally totally logical right but yeah overall good movie check it out on netflix but we started it let's end it about traveling chad you did some um driving or flying somewhere yeah well i definitely didn't fucking drive no <laughs> um so time of this episode posting uh, a couple weeks ago i went to um uh, san antonio texas because um i wanted to you know um truly do what christopher nolan would want anybody that enjoys film to do fly to one of the states with um <laughs> one of the states with a, a movie theater and there's only um 
what is the number? 19, I believe, in the United States that can uh, show 70 millimeter IMAX. And so I went there to see Oppenheimer the way Christopher Nolan intended us to see it. You know, not not on digital at your local theater with a with a fucking uh, a screen the size of like five elephants. No, no, that's not how that's not how Christopher <laughs> Nolan wants you to see his movie. So like I left out on Wednesday, and um, friend of the show Nelson he came he went out with me. Bless you. And um, we met up with friend of the show, Jared, because um, he lives out there. And funny enough, like, I, I set this whole trip up and then I was like, wait, Jared lives in Texas? Where? What part of Texas? Oh, yeah, I guess I guess it's bad form if I don't check in with him, huh? <laughs> yes. Hey, man. Yes, it would be. What's up? I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, it was cool. Like, you know, um, I've only talked to him through a screen, but, you know, it's cool, dude. He's taller than I thought he was, he would be. But to be fair, I've only seen him sitting down. So, I can yeah. skew your opinion a little. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it was cool, dude. Um, so, uh, we ended up seeing Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part One and IMAX. And it's, it's, it's still good the second time. Like that. That that insane scene of uh, Tom Cruise driving the motorcycle off the cliff and IMAX is insane. Like the climax with the train. That no one here has seen Mission Impossible, right? Oh, you can no. You can talk about for it. the sake of the episode. The like the the final final sequence involves a train and a train crash that just won't stop is insane. And seeing it in IMAX is like sick as shit. <laughs> That sounds like, awesome, dude. Like the yeah, I mean, I only went back just for like the four action sequences in the movie, and like I wasn't disappointed. <laughs> um, we checked out the Riverwalk. Uh, friend of the show, Bree, my cousin, she recommended a, a pretty good breakfast spot. We had some good pancakes. Uh, the Alamo was cool. Um, my only thing was like, so you know, when people talk about Texas, they talk about like a dry heat, and so like. It was we was we were sitting outside eating. It was 102 degrees. We didn't feel the 102 degrees, but you know we looked at our, I looked at my phone. And I got an alert saying, "Hey, uh, your battery is overheating." And I was like, "Oh, right. okay." <laughs> <laughs> but like it didn't feel like 102 degrees, but eventually that caught up with you. So when we was at the Alamo, I was like, "I know I." We didn't even get to the part that we paid for, but I, I'm ready to believe. I, I can't do this. It anymore. takes it out of you. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we got like a cool um, cool little um, river boat tour of like the river walk. Um, we had a really a pretty good little Mexican restaurant on the river walk, but apparently uh, pigeons don't give a shit over there. Like they was literally on the table. Like they took food from my fucking plate. <gasps> Damn. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they was wild, man. They was fucking wild. <laughs> so anyway, I thought you they know, were bad in Philadelphia, but dang. It was insane. Like I'm holding the plate up, like, get out of here. And it's 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 literally hopping up and like taking oh, <laughs> taking some lettuce off the plate. I'm like, okay. <laughs> it was insane. Uh, but yeah, the big night comes. It's a sold-out screening of, of Oppenheimer, 70 millimeter IMAX. The fucking energy is just electric. 
Um, there's apparently a TikTok trend where, um, excuse me, young people come to the screening dressed up, kind of like how when that last Minion movie, Minions movie came out last year, they were dressed up going to the movie theater. They're bringing that back yeah. for Oppenheimer, you know, with the little skinny ties and shit. I'm like, I'm feeling this. No, getting up Wait, in here. Hmm? Hold on, real quick. So uh, I read that people are um, singing your. Uh, who's the actress that does a little intros? You always tell me it's about? not. It's not singing. We're reciting the pledge of elite. Right, right. So they right. said like I read some other reviews that in Alzheimer people are standing up and actually quoting whatever the she Cole says. Kidman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did Heart anybody rate. do that with you? Funny enough, there were no trailers before the movie. It just started. It went from black uh, okay. to movie. Oh, okay. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, that's the way it should be. I've seen every trailer that they show, you know? That, yeah, <laughs> that, that. Yeah. So, so here's the thing, though. Um, I can't really tell you how the movie was because 20 minutes into the movie, the audio went out. And we're like, <laughs> what? what is happening here, right? So, like, we're just we're just in awe and silence and then we're just looking around like it, it is this happening like it, is no one gonna come in here and say oh my bad like people had to like <laughs> like there were like droves of people going out trying to talk to management so long story short they ended up canceling the screening um because they couldn't fix it and a few things so this movie was actually like they were showing this actually on film and the film only has the video. And then like, there's another device that has like the audio. And at some point it got out of sync. And so you can't just, you know, reel it back and then try and sync it up. You would have to like rewind it all the way back to front beginning. That's one, mm -hmm. it's a three hour movie. But also they don't know why it stopped. So they couldn't just- Fix it or anything. Replay it, you know? So another thing, there, you know, most theaters in the country, like I said, there's 19 theaters in the country, 30 in the world that can play that specific format. And actual projectionists that deal with film are like just getting older and older. Like there aren't like young people that know how to do this because that's a dying format. Yeah. So it's mm -hmm. not like they could have actually fixed it while we were there. They just fucking told us that just to kind of calm the people down. So that was a bus. So we ended up getting dinner with Jared and, you know, just ended up talking and bullshitting the rest of the night. It was fun. Like, I don't feel like it was a wasted trip because if I didn't realize Jared lived there or if I went to a different state to see this movie, I would have been pretty frustrated because that similar things happen in other states like Georgia. They didn't get to see it. One of the theaters in California uh, there were some issues in the at the one in New York too. So like it wasn't an isolated incident. Mm. Um, I would have been very upset if I went somewhere where I didn't know anybody and I just went back to my hotel. Mm -hmm. But it was like the whole purpose. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, with Jared being there, I'm like, okay, well, we just have more time to bullshit instead of just sitting in a dark room looking at a screen, you know? Yeah. Right. Right. So yeah, I was appreciative of that. Um, but yeah, it was a very short trip. And like I always do this, I, I do these short trips and then I'm like, ah, only I have more time. Yes. It's yeah. never enough. It's never enough. 
Then you, yeah, and then like I don't even know what going back to work is gonna feel like. You know, like going back to work and you're just like, can I quit? Yeah, can I just quit. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Meg, Chad, don't worry. Once I get this resale business off the ground, uh, you can quit your job and I'll start working for me. Let's get this money, baby. Let's get this money. Right. <laughs> Our son told us the other day he wants to watch it with us, so we had to like... Oh, I'm so it. sorry. I'm not looking I'm not looking forward to that shit when, you know, she actually cares about something with a story. Oh, it's cool, man, because then you can watch the breakdown videos and, you know... I don't want to have to wait. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. A pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's worth it sometimes, yeah, I, but like it sucks to wait. Yeah, because what is that movie I seen? What's the last one I saw seen with my son? It was uh oh, it was not, not the Flash. It was something else after that. No, it was a Flash. Yeah, and that was like one of the first ones where he knew about stuff. He was into it. He wasn't bored in the movie, and it felt like. Not a proud father moment, but it was a good bonding experience because mm-hmm. he was asking me stuff and I was like, oh, yeah, this, 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 this is what happened. So it, it was good once they get older and they understand stuff and they really are eager to see stuff. And it's not like a simple, like, cartoon movie. Yeah, yeah. It's like they start putting together the plot points and stuff mm-hmm. and, like, figuring right. out how things are actually playing out. Like, they'll right. watch the breakdown videos with us by um, uh, new rock stars and... uh They'll they'll sit down with us like when we eat dinner or whatnot and watch those videos with us now and like ask questions or like come up with their own little theories and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. they're at the age where they're like actual people now. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. They like have opinions and thought processes. Your opinions and are... They're so enlightened in the world and yeah. And their voices are like this. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they get worried yes. about shaving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fun. It's funny you say that. My son just yesterday was like, Dad, do you think I'm gonna get facial hair? And I was like, I assume so, yes. <laughs> and he was like, Is it gonna be like yours? I don't know about that. I, I think you're probably gonna have more than me. Yeah. So yeah, he's worried about facial hair. We, we like should always <laughs> want our children to have more than we have. Right. <laughs> he, he has a top part covered. Yes. <laughs> But um, that takes us to this week's discussion of Hook. All children, except one, grow up. We don't know each other, and I doubt that we have very much in common. Except this wonderful woman, Wendy Angela Darling. Granny Wendy brought me in from the cold. She taught me to read and write. She even found people to be my parents and adopt me. I'm not ready to hear this right now. What? The stories are true. And now he's come back to seek his revenge. You must make yourself remember. When Captain James Hook kidnaps his children, an adult Peter Pan must return to Neverland and reclaim his faith. His faithful. Why in the fuck can I read, guys? Uh, must return to Neverland and reclaim his youthful spirit in order to challenge his old enemy. 
So before we get into like actual movie discussion and all that stuff, I want to know what you all's relationship to this movie is. So Kevin, since you're new here, um, what's your relationship like? What do you do? You remember the first time you saw it? Things of that nature. Maybe not the first time, but at our grocery store, we had our video rental place, and I mean, I I had it every weekend. I loved this movie <laughs> growing up. You know, I tv dinner <laughs> every night watching it <laughs> it was my babysitter it was around the time of that yeah what, what was the year this came out 90 came out in 91 but it probably didn't come out on, on video until like closer to 93 because you know stuff's in the movie there like forever back and i would have rented it on the dollar shelf so i probably would have been about eight nine or ten somewhere in there and i remember too i used to swing from the branches in my yard thinking i was lost boy and <laughs> One day that branch broke and I skinned, skinned my arm up so bad, man. <laughs> of all my friends. <laughs> I think I yelled something stupid like, uh, maybe crow. Bangarang. Like a, yeah, bangarang. <laughs> yeah, like I love that movie. That Batman Returns was around that time, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. What about you, man? I've never seen this movie before. Okay. Also, have I never seen this movie before? I realized I don't know the Peter Pan story. So I, I realized I know just of it. I know of him and Captain Hook. It's Wendy. But like as I'm watching this, I'm like, wait a minute. Why are they lost boys? Why is it they're girls here? And I realized and then I start thinking, have I ever never seen Peter Pan before? So no, I've never seen Peter Pan before. This is really I didn't prepare for this. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, you, you really... And also, I, I I intentionally did not go read up on it because I wanted to keep this same my this ignorant my state of myself of not knowing the history. So uh, I because I figured you will educate on the trivia and things like that. So I was like, okay, I won't look up the Peter Pan story. I um, don't even because uh continue, also continue more thing I, I i was confused about i was like what the fuck is up with his him in the shadow i didn't i didn't get that part <laughs> okay um <laughs> okay um Matt, you're amazing that's um <laughs> well that's the show folks um you've been good um, liz uh what are your memories of this movie um so i remember when i first watched the movie I was about the same age as the little girl Mm -hmm. and my brother is four years older. So he was a little bit older than Jack was to her. Okay. And so I was in love with it then. And then it took on a whole new meaning for me whenever I was going through my divorce and my dad pointed out a line in the movie that helped him keep a perspective of how to be the good parent in co-parenting situations and just a good parent in general. <clears throat> what, what do you, do you remember the quote verbatim or do you want me to look it up? I don't remember it exactly, but All I right. do remember the gist. All right. Um, hold on. I'll cut this dead air. Uh, yeah. Cause like that line stood out to me as well. The one his wife said to him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Right. When she threw out his cell phone. Exactly. All right. Um, 
I, f- I felt that too, where it's like, you know, even now when you be busy at work and, or come home from work, you're tired. And then your kid wants to like ask you questions and everything. You're just like, just let me relax. But then, you know, like exactly like she said, there's so, going to be a time where they're not, they're not so going to want to be bothered with you. The quote is we have a very, I can't read tonight. I don't know why I'm trying to read this. It's okay. we, we, <laughs> it's take, your t- t- take your time. Take your time, baby. Take your time. <laughs> <laughs> We have a few special years with our children when they're the ones that want to be around us. After that, you're going to be running after them for a bit of attention. It's so fast, Peter. It's a few years and it's over. And you are not being careful and you are missing it. And that is huge as a parent. Even if you're the best parent on the planet and you think you're doing every single step right, if you don't think about things in that kind of context, especially when they're little. Right. So impressionable. Yeah. Because, I mean, we're we're starting to see it now. Like they're 13. They have their own little friends. They have their own little Xbox parties they're doing. They have their own agenda and schedule they want to keep because they have things that are important to them. Mm-hmm. but it's all new in our realm of parenting because before we were mom and dad or Kevin and Liz, however they see us, you were the son and we were what mattered and decided everything. Right. But, and then, like I mentioned earlier, the shift of me feeling like an adult, like a full blown mm-hmm. adult really happened this year. And I see it with my parents, like, I used to hang out with my parents all the time. We went to movies together. We hung out and would just watch the news or whatever was on TV at the time. Like I, when I lived with them, I hung out with them. I didn't just go off and do my own thing. But now it's like every other weekend we go to breakfast with my mom and dad. But unless there's a family event, I really can't get around to see people like I would like to because I'm just genuinely tired. But it is that the same concept just at the older version of it you know right 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 so i remember uh, my mom and aunt took me to see this movie in the theater uh it was the esquire theater and um i didn't remember that it was winter time like looking into this movie this movie came out in december so i remember like it being like going into darkness when we went in and when we came out it was like dark so I was like oh man they let my mom mom let me go go see a movie and it's like late outside it it was probably like seven (laughs) o'clock you know (laughs) (laughs) so like I don't remember if I liked the movie then but like I really liked the movie like when I got it on VHS and you know I would you know rewatch it and in my own head canon I I would I said that this was a sequel to Disney's um, Peter Pan and stuff, just trying to make the blocks fit where they, you know, where they, where they will. Uh, and then I remember watching this with a woman I was dating maybe 10, it over 10 years ago. And I was like, okay, this is fine. But then um, the last time you were on the show list, we were having a conversation about parenting and stuff. And you brought this movie up and that quote, and also like about like how, um, just how busy as an adult you can be with like your own work shit. Like um, you referenced um, the scene um, 
where they're bullshitting like after that meeting and they're all bullshitting before he leaves instead of him just leaving and like how that's akin to like when we worked together where we it wasn't required but it was encouraged that you worked a fuck ton of overtime yeah. And so you spent so much time at work as opposed to at home. And so you have those stupid little inside whatever the fucks with your coworkers. And as a result, you're spending more time with them than with your family. So I was like, that's an interesting concept. So we next time you're on the show, we'll like re examine that. And to even add on to that, it's not all the time that it's like your place of work making you stay there and work, but especially for me in that era, I was a single mom. I had a very tiny child. And though I had far more support than a lot of other people can get, it's like, you're still trying to make your living, trying to make your own cut, trying to stand on your own two feet, trying to get stable. So you have to put in those hours to get to the point where you are now, where you can you know, go travel to see an IMAX movie or <laughs> well, I mean, you get to the point where like Shots that's fired. something you can do instead of something you have to intensely plan on, work yeah. credit time for, or like yeah. calculate 8,000 different ways. You don't have to do it so much anymore nowadays. You can just be like, oh yeah, you know, I'm going to because we've moved on to that phase. Right. Uh-huh. But at the time when they are young, when it is critical, because my dogs are going nuts. Um, <laughs> they over knocked over a bookcase and shit. <laughs> they, they will, or they'll jump up here. Nope. But it's like, well, nope to the first part, not the jumping <laughs> up. <laughs> like you're missing time in their their important time too, trying to build the life that you think they need. Yeah, right. But, so it's kind of a double edged sword there's a lot of ways to really look at that quote. Yes. So um, being there, oh, uh, I want to do one more thing before we actually actually get into the movie. So uh, while watching the movie and like looking at like the art direction and stuff, I was like, oh man, like I kind of remember those toys a little bit, you know? So I just want us to look at one of the toy ads and I, I'm just throwing it out there. I never got any of the toys, but I thought they were neat. Uh, I remember my cousin Vera, she had like the video game, but that game may have been um, based off the TV show. You guys remember the old cartoon? Mm-hmm. But it may have been based off the cartoon as opposed to <clears throat> the movie. I don't remember, but I thought that, you know, just with the art design, like the toys looked interesting. But, you know, we're going to look at this commercial right quick. I remember those toys. And not to sound like an old man, but you know, back in our day, 
We we had some good toy commercials, not good toys, good toy commercials. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you get a good 25 good karate chops out of those things before they're <laughs> right. <laughs> but all right, since you're the newcomer here, Kevin, and um spoilers ahoy, especially since this movie's like over 30 years old. What were your thoughts on the movie? Lay it all, all on the table, man. Still love it. <laughs> I think it's great. Um, I mean, some things are dated, but it's, you know, like, I really can't think of much uh, the other thing you know, the technology in it, but you could make a little better CG, but man, it's just, it's just a classic. It's wholesome. It's, it's good. So, um, any negatives, um, besides the, like the effects and stuff? I mean, I didn't even a negative. <laughs> Whoa, 77 inch. It looked good, man. Flying <laughs> <laughs> in the clouds. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's hard to nitpick because there's obviously like plot holes, like you're talking about, like what's going on with this fucking shadow, man. <laughs> like what, unless you know what's what happened in the old cartoon, which I don't I'm not very familiar with either, but I kind of put it together with some stuff I've seen. We it's seen magic, stuff. okay? It's fucking magic. All right. Magic fixes us. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> yeah. All right, Liz, what about you? What, what were your thoughts on this movie? So, rewatching it, I really appreciate set design. Mm-hmm. I really like how immersive, even if you can, like, because you could kind of tell in some of those scenes that it totally was just a set. And I won't even knock it for that because of how old it is. But even in those scenes, like the baseball scene or when they were at the port, like there were so many details in every single place that you looked, even if it wasn't the spot that was centered on the actors. Right. Like they put so much painstaking effort into those sets that it really makes everything feel kind of real. Like you can kind of see, okay, this is like a totally different world. It is a totally different like magical little spot and you can be immersive in it because it's just there, you can touch it. Um, One special effect that I thought was particularly funny is they totally shaved Robin Williams for the season. Yes, yes they did. He was a notoriously very hairy man. I cannot tell you how many times I've actually seen this movie and that is the first time I noticed that he magically did not have chest hair and I was like, that's not right. That's no. I've seen that. No. He kissed a lot of ladies too. That might be one of my bad things. He kissed like four different women in this movie. So yeah, yeah. So that was gonna be one of my points. Like nobody. That was gonna be one of my parts too. Yeah. Nobody (laughs) respected that man's marriage. Nobody. Nobody. (laughs) Um, So I think that's real that Tinker does have the crush on him and everything, even in the Disney cartoon of it. Like even in the original text. Yeah. Like I know that that's super jealous of Wendy. But the entire scene where she used her one wish, became large, kissed him, then got sad that he remembered and decided to help him out regardless was unnecessary. Mm -hmm. It had nothing like she didn't really throw interest to him in that way prior to that point in the movie to I'm where gonna, I am going to disagree with that list. You think so? 
So I wrote a quote down. She said, she, it was two quotes. I only wrote the first one down. Uh, but the first one, when she was describing herself to him in that um, in okay. London, and she was all like, if less is more, there's no end to me. And then uh, she said something along the lines of, um, at one, you know, at one point it was just you and me and that's all we needed. Okay, you are right on that one. The first one I just took as the Tinkerbell sass. No, I, I felt like but, she was alluding to some shit on that. But like, I knew that she always had a crush on him. I just, that particular scene, like right when he was starting to remember, I just didn't feel like it added much mm -hmm. value at all to anything. It was just kind of like, oh, thanks for that additional bump in the road that doesn't come to fruition or anything at all later on or factor in any way shape or form to the ending cool <laughs> i feel like this movie genuinely needs to be looked at as a sequel not necessarily yeah. to like disney's mm. peter pan maybe the original book yeah. but like you gotta like take into context everything about like how he was peter pan he had all these fucking adventures and then at one point he was like fuck this and he just left right Right. And it's like, there's unresolved shit with him and Tink because she helped had these feelings for him for so fucking long. Yeah. There's clearly some unresolved shit between him and Hook. Not just like the hand thing. And like Hook's got his own fucking, I'm gonna get into that in my section, but it's like, there's a lot of people with unresolved issues because of what Peter did. Yeah, like even Wendy has that now. shit. And so it's like, you gotta look at it from that context of like, this is the first time some of these people have seen him in so long. And it's like, I when will I ever have the chance to say these things to you? That That is very true. Yeah. That is a way I did not think to look at it. She should and, have done it earlier, though. Well, <laughs> well and, she had to ease them back into it, though. Yeah. <clears throat> Do they even have, like, husbands and wives in Neverland? Not because it's mostly children and pirates. Yeah. So they might not even have a concept of what that even is. Well, perhaps in the Native American tribes. Yeah, maybe. With Tiger Lily. That's true. Yeah. But I'm sorry, Liz. Uh, other thoughts? I got derailed there. Yeah, um, sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. Uh, I definitely, I'm, I'm discovering that I really have a love of practical props. I just think that they add a huge dynamic to storytelling that CG cannot get across. So I love how minimal CG they really used. Like it really was mainly the flying stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but the imaginary food that was so brightly colored and would pop everywhere around all the foliage and everything like they just, it was very, it was shot very well. And even the aspects of the story that seemed to be lacking, like I don't think I have an imagination for it, but what the heck happened to Hook at the end? Uh, the like, I, my my interpretation of it, even from when I was a kid, was that somehow the crocodile came back came alive. Back to life. Yeah. And swallowed him. That's what I said. Okay, yeah. that's what I've always thought too. But then, like, I don't know the weird green gas, and he didn't even have a tongue. It was just weird. I don't know. <laughs> I took it too literally at the end. Gator would have hit would have been PG-13, and that would have brought the audience. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, like this, 
I'm just seeing like so many things that I didn't realize were clearly in this movie. Like um, I posted a clip a while back um, from the movie of the scene with Wendy and Peter after the kids are, are kidnapped. And she's talking to him about like, trying to remind him like you are Peter Pan. And like the whole, con- you know, like, she's like, you know, um, when I was younger, you know, you, you know, <clears throat> I always kept your favor. And on my wedding day, I wish that you would have, you know, came and awesome. swooped in. And like the way like she's slowly inching like closer and closer to his face because like she still loves him. But oh, yeah. also this is her granddaughter's husband. And like she wants to like just kiss him. And he's all like, grandma, like what the fuck are you doing? And then like how like the sadness in her eyes and like the shift that she she hasn't, you know, her character has to make from like pulling on his collar to pull him in to like strain it up and shit. Like so much is happening in that scene. Like Maggie Smith fucking crushed that shit. Um, Amazing. The stuff with Hook where it's like, I always thought that it was kind of funny that scene where he wants to commit suicide, but like he's serious. It's like he's literally in purgatory. And like, what if you were immortal? What the fuck would you do with your time? Like, he just wants to fucking die. Like, he doesn't actually want to kill Peter. Like, he even says as much. He's like, death is the final fucking adventure when they have their fight. Like, he's tired of this shit. And Peter just fucking left. And it's like, he has unresolved shit with Peter. Like, we, all, your whole life, you, you're, you're, you're like, let's play these fucking games. Let's play the imagination game. Let's play the fucking fuck with the pirates game. You're, you're, you're my, you're my Batman. I'm your, your Joker. And you just leave? Who the fuck does that in the middle of a fucking game that Peter started by cutting off his fucking hand and throwing it to a goddamn crocodile? Yes. Yeah. So like, it's just so many little things that just like really went over my head as a kid. And then it's just like, I felt all that shit about like how you get so wrapped up in work stuff and like, you want to be a good parent, but like at at some point you're like, well, being a good parent is also making this fucking money, Uh but it's not. And like also rolling back to Maggie Smith when um, they're describing what his job is and like the sadness in her tone when she's like, you've become a pirate. I just picked that up this watch. Yeah, same, same. Like everything Maggie Smith was fucking doing as an adult that has had kids and, you know, been a workaholic at one point. Like I'm just all of it. I'm like, God damn, like Maggie Smith is doing something else as opposed to everyone else i'm not saying she's like acting better i'm just saying like her her role was she was sent in to do something else while they were over here doing something else and like it all comes together um it's a damn for a reason yes and also like i i do like how um when uh, hook is trying to like indoctrinate the children and the daughter's calling him a liar and he's like i never lie and like for almost the entire length of the movie, he never lied to Jack until the end when he um, was trying to trick him into like, that's not your father, I'm your father, blah, 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 blah. But every time before that, when he was like telling the truth to Jack, he was getting in his fucking head. Like in the scene where they were breaking the clocks 
And um, he was like, my dad wouldn't save me. And Cook corrected him and he said, he couldn't save you. He wanted to, like, he wasn't like shitting on Peter. Like he was just telling him the fucking truth and that was working in his favor. Yeah. But it, it all fell as shit when he started to lie. So like just little shit like that, I'm just like, God damn it, movie. Like I wasn't expecting to like <laughs> just be eating all of this shit up while watching this movie. So yeah, like this movie still top notch. Like it, I'm with you, Liz. It's so nice to see practical effects. Like they built fucking boats for this. Like uh-huh. we don't do that anymore. Like Giant dollhouse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and then like the stuff with Julia Roberts, like I said, unresolved stuff. Um just all very interesting. Um so let me let me jump in right now. So yeah. I was shocked that she was there. So like now, point this out. I am watching this for the first time. And I'm watching this in 2023 eyes. So when I see Julia Roberts there, I was like, oh, they got some, they got some A-list stuff in here. But then I was like, wait, hold on. This was back then. Maybe she wasn't an A-list person back then. And it was she's just a regular person. So I don't know the days from when Pretty Woman no, came out no, to yeah, when pretty, this came she, out. She was she she wasn't like Julia Roberts of the late 90s, but she was still pretty big. Yeah. Okay. I feel like at the t- at the time solid b class yeah mm-hmm. also we can't we I, can, I, I i i cannot skip over the part of peter peter been messing with wendy off and on for this whole time wendy gets old he comes to see her she says she can't come no more she got gang children so now just like that now we, it's okay for peter to kiss this young girl in her bed and wendy lets this happen I can't skip over that. I was like, what are we doing here? But also, I know that's what I said. I'm watching this in 2023 eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. See, and as um, a five-year-old, that just totally makes sense. Yes. Right. That, 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 <laughs> also, that, child, that child logic. Yeah. Also, uh, I'm confused about the time frames. So how does the world know about Peter Pan's story? Because the beginning, no. the, there's a play about no. this. So how yeah. do they know that? No, like the 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 conceit is that in in our real world, the story of Peter Pan is real. So like somebody wrote the book, but the Her book neighbor. was based off of what real life Wendy told the author of the book. Yeah. Who uh, was okay. Wendy's neighbor when they were children? She okay. says that like in like a half second in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And oh, then okay. um, they have all the money and she helps all the orphans is from like the proceeds of that book. Yeah. Okay. Also, uh, why is there no girls in these lost boys? Because we've we, got common sense. Yeah, no, and Liz Liz hasn't been like uh Liz hasn't been an SJW. No, uh, <laughs> no, uh, no, like that is actually something from the book girls have common sense not to get lost unlike boys with their heads in the clouds that's gonna that's gonna mess up later on stuff that oh i mean so because <laughs> i because I, I, I didn't know that so i was like when it's time to pick some people i was like ah, oh, let's throw some women in this but there's hey, a legit reason so but also uh, i can see that but also 
when I told you guys we were doing that, I said, you, you, you got to throw some twists in there to make the internet mad. And funny enough, uh, I don't know what, you, what you're going to say, but that's already happened because Disney Plus uh, just released Peter Pan and Wendy maybe two or three months ago, and they put some Lost Girls in it, or at least one. I haven't were they, were they at, it, but I totally forgot they even did that when we were doing this. Yeah. Was they were they upset Jude. that there was girls in these lost boys? Yes, Matt, Jude Law, Kevin. Oh, <laughs> good job. Um, so yeah. To, overall, I thought it was a a good '90s movie. Um, but apparently, I need to brush up on my Peter Pan stuff so then I can have a further appreciation with it because I was like. I was like, you cut. He cut his head because he cut his hand off. I was no okay. So what was what, so wait. What I got a question is what was his name when they fought before? Was it still Cook when he when they fought before before he had his hook? So uh, no, no, it wasn't. Oh, it wasn't. You know that makes me want. This movie made me want to watch some lore videos. That's what we do. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of it. I'm gonna come across something now, and I'm gonna have some more Peter Pan knowledge. Give me a month, <laughs> right? Anything you want to know? So also in in the cartoon, because I know there's a cartoon movie, right? Mm-hmm. Does do they show him cutting off his hand and stuff? No, that that, are, that that had already happened. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it starts after that. Oh, okay. Sometimes I kind of want to see a. I want to see like a PG thirteen movie of Peter Pan before that, like his uh, so there's his fight couple, and everything. There's been a couple out ad- adaptations of Peter Pan, and there was one that came out. I want to say in two thousand, where it's really fucking good. Like in the final, you know, they all in the same Peter Pan and Hook fight right on the boat. That it um it had um as hook they had uh what is uh lucius malfoy's real name he played he played hook and also in the tradition of the stage play he also played wendy's father that's kind of a thing yeah but um in that final fight it's so good and like they are acting their asses off so well i genuinely thought that they were going to kill peter that's how intense the final fight was Mm. Okay. So like I highly recommend that one. But there's also a story about basically Captain Hook before Peter. It's it has uh Hugh Jackman in it. Oh yeah, I haven't seen that yet. So that's why I'm like his name's not actually Hook. Oh. Could also, my last thing is is his pose this? Yeah. That yeah. is his pose. Okay. That's his, that's they kept doing dance. That, that, that they kept doing that where like the camera was underneath his legs uh-huh. and he was like this and I was like why do they keep having him do this but okay so I guess that's his signature pose okay yeah we rode the ride this year at Disney yeah <laughs> oh yes it's a it's a very chill ride it mm-hmm. is it's quite fantastic. that's why we rode it because it was air conditioned <laughs> <laughs> hot all right so um let's do the other stuff and then we're going to come back to the casting so what do you guys think the Rotten Tomato score of Hook was? 90. I feel like we looked at it for a second. Uh, I don't remember numbers. I want to say it's low. It was like 29. 
It was 29. All right. Oh, wow. I thought people liked this movie. No. I thought so too. I no, was just surprised. This is one of those situations where this movie was for us. And since we grew up with it, we understand what the fuck it was talking about. But audiences of the time was like, what, what the what is this shit? Why isn't he just it was Peter Pan? Your reaction, Matt. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> it was your reaction. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I thought it it's was okay. A, I wouldn't get it that bad. It's got a 76% audience score, though. Yeah. But that's know. also like ratings from now-ish, yeah. as opposed to the 65 ratings from like 30 years ago. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So um, since this is an older movie, we, we get to go back in time. So uh, the budget on this was $70 million. And um, worldwide, well... Domestically, it made $119 million, and uh, worldwide, it made $300 million. And okay. So it made, it made money. So we get to play our favorite game. What came out? What was in the, what was in the box office when this came out? So the first week, um, this was the weekend of December 13th. Oh, that's why we went to this. That was my birthday weekend. <laughs> um, so Hook came in number one with uh, $13 million. Also, in number two for his first week at the box office was The Last Boy Scout. I believe that was uh, Bruce Willis and Damon Wayans. Yes. Um, number three was Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. Um, this It was number one the week previously. This was the second week at the box office. Number four was The Addams Family. Um, the, last, the previous week, it was number two. This is his fourth week at the box office. Number five is Beauty and the Beast. This is five weeks in the box office. Number three, My Girl. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, number six is My Girl. You remember? Uh, I remember Holy my, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. He don't have his glasses. It is glass asses. <laughs> uh, three weeks, third week in the box office. Uh, number seven is Kate Fear. Uh, five weeks in the box office. Number nine was uh, An American Tale, Fievel Goes West. I, like, oh, I love that fun. movie. Fourth week in the <laughs> box office. And number 10 was Curly Sue. Number eight. Number the oh, previous wow. week, it was number eight in the box office. Uh, I especially remember Curly Sue because when I rented it, it had a Batman preview on there. <laughs> so I really, really <laughs> liked it for the, the trailers. <laughs> so number the, the next week, uh, new in the box office was Father of the Bride. That came in number two. Hook was still holding it down as number one. Um, the week after that, nothing really is jumping out here. Or in January, nothing's, well, January is a kind of dead time in the box office. So Hook is just holding strong and killing shit until it's fifth week in the box office when it drops to number two because the hand that rocks the cradle took over. Oh. Mm. Five weeks. I mean, it was a different time, you know, like shit was in the box office for fucking ever. Yeah. But then like interesting things happened. So like two weeks later, um hook is has dropped to number five but like number two is fried green tomatoes and that 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 went up because it's been in the box office for five weeks at this point apparently 
So like, you know, shit's just shifting because like it's in the theater for so long. It has a chance to like breathe and expand and get good word of mouth. Right, um, trivia time. Of the following actors, which was not considered for the role of Mr. Smee? A, Danny DeVito, B, Rick Moranis, or C, Joe Pesci, who was not considered to play Mr. Smee? Danny DeVito. Yeah, I was gonna say Danny DeVito probably. It's not really Disney friendly, it sounds like. Well, this was not a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. This, is a, this is a Columbia TriStar picture, okay. which as today, thanks to mergers, is a, <laughs> thanks to, to people like um, Peter, uh, you know, mergers right. and acquisitions is a Sony movie <laughs> at this right. point. Although, so, so, Sony owns those uh, studios. I was, I, did Rick Moranis quit movies, didn't he? Or something? Right, but this is 1991. This is before he did. Yeah. Uh, I'm sticking with Danny DeVito. So, Liz, you are correct. Rick Moranis was not considered, but they were in talks with Danny DeVito and Joe Pesci before um, Bob Hoskins slid in there. All right, so we're gonna do some trivia dump and then we're gonna come around, turn around with our game. Um, so this is kind of long. It's like when I was looking into this, I was like, that's a lot of interesting facts here. So got a few and they're long. This movie originally had a shooting schedule of 76 days and a budget of $48 million. But production took longer than expected. The shooting schedule expanded to 116 days and the budget rose to $80 million. Director Steven Spielberg blames himself for this saying, I began to work at a slower pace than I usually do. And remember like movies like going past the amount of days that they say is bad because a lot of times actors are obligated to other movies and so they're stacked. And so as a result, if the studio needs to keep them, they have to pay that penalty to the other studio. Wow. Okay. Oh, okay. So it's, it, it is important that you stick to your schedule. schedule. Yeah. So that's part of the reason why the budget expands, not just, oh, we have to pay these people to be here, but also, you know. We have to. <laughs> uh, we have to, <laughs> we have to pay these, um, these contract pay for these contracts that we're fucking up. Um, when the banning is fly to England, the pilot's voice is that of Dustin Hoffman. Um, and he says over the intercom, this is your captain speaking. Really? Dame, <laughs> Dame Maggie Smith was only 56 years old at the time of filming, but they aged her up to play a 92-year-old woman. That's why she's in Harry Potter. In this movie, <laughs> it is explained that Toodles lives with Wendy because Wendy didn't have the heart to put him in a home. In the original draft, uh, Toodles and Wendy got married when they grew, when they grew up. Um, Dustin Hoffman's three kids make an appearance in the movie. His youngest son, Max, played five-year-old Peter Pan. Um, his daughter, Rebecca, uh, played Jane in the play at the beginning of the movie, and his oldest son Jake played a little league player in Jack's baseball game. Um, Charlie Carscomo, who plays Jack, would later become a lawyer in real life. And final fact, uh, fun fact: Peter and his <laughs> uh, Peter and his family fly Pan Am Airlines to London. 
Pan Am went out of business on December 4th, 1991, exactly one week before this movie released. Uh Uh, The failure of the airline (laughs) was due to failing standards of maintenance and safety combined with the loss of a plane in a terrorist bombing. Were it not for the latter, chances are that the film would have been enough to boost the airline. Wow. That's fucking insane. That's weird timing. Yes. All right. So, um... Editing Chad here. There was a segment in this spot where we recast Hook with a modern cast, but that was like 30 minutes long. So if you want to see that, you're gonna have to look on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash we used to talk pod if you aren't already there now. Um, that was actually posted this past Monday, so you don't have to wait for it to be anywhere. Uh, there's a visual component to it, so it works better on YouTube versus just the audio. Um, so it's a really fun conversation. We had some laughs. Um, Liz has like the most expensive production imaginable with the people that she cast in her movie and some very bold choices. Um, so I highly recommend it. Sorry to make you potentially switch platforms, but it's a good time and you get to see our faces. Well, Matt and my face, but, um, please check it out. Well, I uh, appreciate you coming on with us, Kevin, man. It's good catching up with you and BSing and, you know, yes, saying what thank you're up you. To. And it's always a pleasure, you. Liz, you know, coming on, chit-chatting with some nerd shit, you know? Heck yeah, this one was fun. Yes. <laughs> They're all fun, but this one was just like hysterically fun. It was too, it was too fun. Two goddamn hours. We can't do that. <laughs> Sorry about that. But that's just no, it's it's the recasting game. That that's really long. That might have to be YouTube only. Um but yeah, thank you so much for listening. Please rate, like, and review our podcast on your platform of choice. If you have any feedback, please email us at we used to talk pod at gmail.com. Follow us on YouTube, Tinder, Twitter, not Tinder, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and probably threads. I, I don't I don't even know if we posted on that, but we have a threads at we used to talk pod. Follow me on letterbox at BOW1213, Matt at Mr. King0257, and come back next week where we have a special episode where I'm not here. And Rachel, friend of the show, Rachel, um, she's been on probably like 20 fucking times at this point, uh, is going to sit in my chair and Matt's going to host and they're going to do something together. I have no idea what that is. And I'm not going to ask Matt what that is because I know he's going to say he doesn't know. But they're going to we're do doing some. a musical no we're not <laughs> yeah i like how you're like you know shaking your hand and shit like we got to play for the fucking audio listeners too all right um but yeah i'm we'll going we'll come I, up with something good i'm really interested to see what you guys do um but yeah so yeah so like i said matt matt's gonna uh hold it down on that one because i did the one last week without him so you know also, you need to take off a, at another point later this year, too. Um, Don't threaten me with a good time. Yeah, you know, you need to you need to use your off days, man. Like this shit doesn't carry over into the new year. <laughs> Mine do. Not on here. Oh, yeah. Oh, it doesn't. OK, then let me schedule something. Matter of <laughs> fact, I'm going to take off next week. That's funny. 
Um, <laughs> I'm done. Like always, I don't know if this is a good episode. I don't know if it was a bad episode. But whatever you think about it, talk about it at work. Thank you for listening. <laughs>